What's up, beautiful people? You are now checked in to Purposeful Rehab. I'm your host, Jajara. Purposeful Rehab is for a people that's determined to be restored for a useful purpose. So if that sounds like it's your vibe, make sure you click subscribe. And I look forward to vibing out with you in our next session. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jajara, and we're back for another episode of Purposeful Rehab. You are now checked in to this session. I know this is the week of Thanksgiving, so y'all are preparing for that, whether it feels good or it feels bad. We're going to attack all of that today. We are talking about victory over the holiday blues, okay? Because while we would love to think that everybody is excited about Thanksgiving coming, the reality is it is not exciting for everybody. I remember when I was doing therapy, there was people that dreaded the holidays. And honestly, what we don't talk about a lot is that suicide rates actually go up around this time of year. And it is just because what is pushed so much in our faces is happiness, people with families, they're having a good time and all this togetherness and eating well, yada, yada, yada. And there are so many people who lack these different elements. And so they feel the weight of not having, right? And there is the spirit of suicide and loneliness and heaviness that runs rampant and is able to steal people's joy and begin to rain down what I like to call holiday blues. And so hopefully by the time this episode drops, you guys will be able to have access to my mini ebook that I have on my website for holiday blues and different ways to be able to address holiday blues, different ways to deal with holiday blues and really just have victory over it and it not be a holiday blues at all, okay? You have the ability to snatch back your holidays because let's be honest, it's really just another day. It's human beings who have given it all this meaning. When we look biblically, a lot of the holidays that we are celebrating in America are not in the Bible. So it's not as if they are God-ordained days that God is like, put these aside. And even when we start getting into the Bible, a lot of the things that they were required to do by law, we're no longer under the law. So there's not that requirement. Now there are festivals by culture, if we were Jews, that maybe we would partake in but we are, most of us who are on here are not. And shout out to any subscriber that I will have or have that may be a, a true born Jew and they do participate in their wonderful holidays that are, are in the Bible that is so dope. Um, I actually, you know, I know that I'm not a Jew, obviously, but just to get the calendar and just to be able to see different things that line up biblically, right? Because the Bible was written for certain people by certain people. So we, you know, we already know that it's good to know the culture because this is what the times was when the Bible was written. It was written by Israelites, right? And um, people who grew up in the Greek culture and all these different things. And so anyways, I say all that to say, when it comes to holidays, no matter what culture you're in, you can feel the weight sometimes of, what I'm calling the holiday blues. And so today 
I want to drop some of the keys that I'm going to have in my mini ebook about how to overcome holiday blues and really have victory going into this weekend because we know along with the holiday comes Black Friday again if you're in America, right? So you have Thanksgiving, you have Black Friday. And so there are just so many things sometimes that can disrupt our psyche if we allow it. So today we're going to jump right into it, okay? And one of the things that I have learned over the years of adulting, right, <laughs> um, of when God sent me out here to Vegas, I'm originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Shout out to Milwaukee, you know, Milltown, the Midwest. And so um, I, at that point, I was around more family, right? My family lived, uh, I had extended family like my aunts and my cousins also who migrated from the South. They populate Chicago. And then my father moved to Milwaukee, and so a lot of times for Thanksgiving, we would even go over to Chicago, right? And it would be, you know, able to kick it with my cousins and all of that and a household full of people. But when God sent me across the country to Las Vegas, right, with Thanksgiving and Christmas being back to back, and now I'm supporting myself, I'm, I'm young, I'm now starting to build my own money. I'm not able to fly back home for both Christmas and Thanksgiving because for Christmas, I'm not even going to Milwaukee. Our family all goes down in Mississippi. And there is a whole lot more cost that goes into that because, you know, I have people, I'm going to Mississippi, but then I have family, I'm telling y'all my whole life story, but <laughs> um, I have family in New Orleans, right? We were populating the South really heavy. And so I have family in New Orleans. So I fly into New Orleans. I usually spend some time in New Orleans and I have to rent a car and then drive up into the country where we are at in Mississippi, right? So it's like a whole ordeal. <laughs> so me being able to be with my family changed completely when I moved to Las Vegas, right? And I say all that to say, um, to set the scene so that people can understand that me giving these tips is not just from a place of being a social worker, um, a licensed social worker, but it's also from a place of living through it, right? From going through some changes that really affected my life and really had to have me put some things in perspective, you know? And for some people who may be listening, don't know my story, right? A part of God moving me out here was because I used to deal with depression and suicide very heavily. So the suicide situation and rates and that affected me because because I was someone who attempted suicide multiple times in my life. And I told God, I, I stayed in Milwaukee. I did not think that I was going to make it. And so, um, you know, really learning the skills and the tools that was necessary to navigate things like holidays was important for me to learn because depression would strike every single time if I had not properly prepared and had learned the things that I have learned now. And so that's just a little background story about, you know, me going into this episode um, so that you guys can know how genuine I am coming at this topic, right? It's it's near to my heart because I really struggled for some years. Um, I've been in Vegas for about five years now um, at the time of recording this episode. And so um, I've had time to really go through some adjustments and learn how to navigate these things and redefine holidays and really begin to look at how they were affecting my life. And, you know, some may say, well, you still get a chance to be with family and yada, yada, yada. And that's true. But the reality is 
there have been some years that I faced where I was not able to do that, right? We all went through COVID, right? And so everything was shut down. So I was across the country, away from my family, not able to see them, right? There was a year where I tore my Achilles. So I was not mobile. So I was across the country, away from my family. I was not able to travel, right? Um, and so there, there's times where we don't have the finances, right? <laughs> okay. And so different things can affect our situations where we don't have the access that maybe some people have, right? And again, there is where that holiday blues tries to kick in. And so with knowing my love language, right? My love language is quality time, okay? I love spending time with people. That's that's how you speak my, my language, number one. It's quality time. Um, it's above everything else. If you spend time with me, I feel like you love me. If you don't spend time with me, I don't know if you love me. Okay. <laughs> so with that being my love language, think about how the holidays can hit a person, right? Depression really will sink in. And so one of the things that I have had to learn that I want to share with you guys so that you can have victory in this season is I had to understand that one day or two days is it should not have the ability to send me somewhere that I'll struggle to recover from. Okay, let me say that again. One or two days out of the year shouldn't have the ability to send me somewhere I'll struggle to recover from. Jajara, what do you mean by that? Let me break that down. What I mean by that is those two days or four days out of the year shouldn't have the ability to send me in a deep depression that will then take me two to three months to come out of or a month or two weeks, or three weeks, right, to come out of. Because what happens is a lot of times we begin to think about loved ones that are lost, right? Because a lot of people have lost maybe the matriarch or the patriarch of the family whom holidays used to be based around, right? When they were alive, everybody used to get together or everybody would go to grandmama's house or whoever's house. And now they're no longer here. So now holidays are making you think about your mother or your grandma or whoever, your grandpa or whoever, who is no longer with you. And now you're going down a whole spiral of depression of, of, and grief all over again, even though you've closed that chapter. And now it may take you months to get out of that place. Now you find yourself back in therapy just because of those two days, right? Now you find yourself suffering with this immense heaviness and sadness weeks later, just because of those two days. And you're having to do this super deep groundwork to get yourself out of this place because of those two days. And so learning that those two days or that one day should not have the power. And this is actually a tip for any day. Let's say there is a death date that comes um, or any kind of anniversary date that comes. This is a good rule of thumb that will help anyone dealing with any kind of grief or depression or any triggering date is remembering that that one day should not have the power to send you down a, a road that you will struggle to recover from. Okay. And so that helps us to remember that we have authority over what possesses us. Okay. We have authority over what will be our master. We have that authority, even though it may feel like a struggle, we have that authority. 
And the second thing that I have learned is it goes into that very thing I just said is that I determine the value. So instead of allowing society and social media and all these different things to determine what that day means to me, I get to determine what it means. If I determine that it's about rest and being able to just relax, then that's what it's about. It's not about the fact that everybody has to get together and it's all merry and jolly and we kicking it. No, it might be that I get off of work and I finally get to just chill and sleep in. I determine the value of that day. If I determine that it's just some days off, And, you know, it's pretty cool because during those days off, people will be in town and they will also have days off so I can kick it with them. Then cool. Then you determine that value. If you determine that these are days that I get to give back, it's not even about me being with family. It's about me giving other people. Then you determine that value. You decide that you want to go and give to at a shelter and feed the homeless or you want to spend your time. Uh, you know, reading or, you know, helping uh, younger kids or juveniles or whatever, you determine the value. You determine the value. In this case, you determine the value. You get to say what this day means because each day God gives you your daily bread. It doesn't matter if it's a day that the world has said is Thanksgiving or if it's a day that is a Tuesday, right? You get to determine the value based on what God is telling you to do that day. So just like any other day, let God give you the mandate of the day, the purpose of the day. You never know what he might lead you to do in that day. So let's not turn it off because all of a sudden we're looking at it like it's a holiday, right? The next one that I learned is a really big one, and that is gratitude gratitude. And so what I've learned about having gratitude is it keeps you from the like, woe is me kind of mindset. It keeps you from looking at all of the things that the enemy wants to point out to you that you do not have. Instead of looking at it from a deficit mindset, right? It's like when they say you can look at the cuff half empty or half full. Instead of me looking at what I don't have, it's half empty. Let me look at what I do have. Because the reality is, if I look at it half empty, then I may remain thirsty because I think of it as only being half empty. But if I realize that it's half full, then I'm able to then take a drink when I'm thirsty because I realize that I have something there. And so sometimes we get caught up in what we don't have. We don't have the husband. We don't have the kids. We don't have, you know, the wife. We don't have the extended family. We don't have a close relationship with our parents. We don't have a close relationship with our family or we don't have our parents anymore. And we did have a close relationship or whatever the case may be. We begin to look at the losses instead of the gains. What do you have, right? Do you have a roof over your head? Do you have access to make a meal? Do you have, you know, someone in your home, kids, whatever? Do you have friends? Do you have a church home? Do you have the ability to go serve somewhere? Is there, is, do you have, have the ability in your legs, right? Do you have breath in your body? What is it that you do have that you can be grateful for? And sometimes it's the simplest things. It doesn't have to be these big things that the world is putting in your face. It could be the fact that you have breath in your body, your limbs move. Sometimes I write down in my prayer journal, I am just, I am just grateful for my relationship with God. And we take that for granted. 
So many people don't know God and don't have him as a comforter, a helper, a friend. They don't know the authority to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to raise the dead. They don't have that relationship with God. So they don't have that access. And so I am just grateful to have a relationship with God because it affords me so many luxuries that people don't get. And so I guarantee you, if you have gratitude, it's going to shift the holiday blues. You're not going to even know what a holiday blues is because you're going to be living out in gratefulness, living out those days and, and just having so much gratitude, thankful for what and who you have access to. The fourth thing that I have learned in this time that has helped me to have victory over holiday blues is to enjoy the time off. I said this earlier, to just enjoy the time off. I'm not focusing on all the hype, hype and the hoorah, but just focusing on the fact that I get to rest, right? Like I said, coming out, God sending me to Vegas, which was on purpose, right? Separating me from my, my uh, family has forced me to do even Thanksgiving differently. So my dad has, you know, try to come out here pretty much every year, but that's even different. It's only me and him. Right. And we may eat, but then after that, he's like watching football or whatever he's doing and I'm not into football. So then we're like doing our separate things anyway. Right. So it's not even like how I was growing up doing Thanksgiving. And is it how I want to see Thanksgiving in the future? Probably not. But right now that's the Thanksgiving that I get. So when I go back to number three, I'm grateful that I'm not in the house by myself. I'm grateful that I have someone here, right? I have someone who's here to share Thanksgiving with me. I'm grateful that I'm able to have the food, right? Um, but as I begin to grow community, I'm also grateful that I have other people who are inviting me over who want to see my face. So then I'm grateful for that, right? I'm grateful for the fact that I can go chill. <laughs> I can go relax. I can eat and chill. I don't have to work that day. I don't have to do anything else but actually enjoy relaxing and doing the things that I may love to do, watching my favorite shows or whatever it is that I may love. And so that would be my fourth one is to enjoy the time off. Don't waste it by making it to be a bad thing, but instead enjoy it. And the last thing that I've learned to be able to have victory over the holiday blues is to stay off of social media. Okay. And I do this even, it don't matter even with me being around family, I try my best to just stay off of social media for certain holidays, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, Valentine's Day. I try to stay off of social media. I generally try to stay off of social media in general, but um, being full entrepreneur causes you to have to be on there a lot more. But stay off of social media, y'all. Holiday blues is at an all-time high, I guarantee you, because of social media. Because we're able to see what the Johnsons and the Marys and everybody else is doing, we are now depressed and feeling some type of way because we're watching other people. We're seeing everybody else post how they all wear the same pajamas and it looks so cute and everybody's happy and whatever moment they captured that is not even the full picture we're looking and scrolling and all on there and we're seeing commercials and all these different things that are just poking and irritating these these emotions and feelings of loneliness and inadequacy and all those things and of course 
as a sidebar, like a maybe a bonus number six, of course, I would say anything that you're noticing comes up during your holiday blues time that may be triggering depression, all these different things, it's probably things that you need to deal with, right? And so outside of before the holidays are even coming, or even this episode, if it prompts you to, I would say get some counseling, go into therapy, deal with those deeper things, because that will also help you to have victory over the holiday blues. If you've never dealt with the grief of someone, if you struggle to deal with not having children, if you struggle to deal with not having a family or a husband or being close with your family for that matter, or the loss of a grandma or someone else that you were close with, these are areas that you want to deal with um, in therapy or counseling so that they are not trigger spots for you that cause you to spiral out when holidays come along. Okay. But that fifth point is a big one. Stay off of social media. y'all. Just stay off of social media. Like stay off it as much as you can. Um, and just be present in the moment, just be present. Social media be there the next day, but just be present. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. Make sure you drop some comments and let me know. Either way it goes, no matter what your plans are after this episode, you should be prepared to have a great holiday weekend off having a great time, enjoying yourself, plan some self-care activities, plan some things so that you're ready to go Stay off of that social media, y'all, and look out for the mini ebook so that you can have that additional resource. Or maybe you want to send it to somebody who you know may struggle with holiday blues as a good gift for them so that they can have victory over their holiday blues and enjoy themselves for this weekend and Christmas, which is coming up next month. All right, y'all. I'm going to catch y'all in the next episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Love you all. Peace. Hey, beautiful people. Thanks for tuning in. Did you enjoy that episode? Well, you don't want to miss a new one. So make sure that you hit subscribe so you can get notified every time we drop a new episode. And if you're really feeling bold, share this episode with a friend and leave us a comment below. Stay blessed and encouraged. I'll see you in the next episode.